the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 25th, 2011. And uh, today we're going to just be discussing some of the you know current events came up in like the last one to two weeks. A lot on privacy issues uh, today, uh, just to kind of keep you informed on what may be coming down the pike regarding uh, a lot of the different draconian stuff that they have. Uh, that they're planning to implement, and um, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Middle East, a little bit about this United Nations conference that's uh, is going on in New York as well. So, before we get into that, I just have some Bible verses, mostly from Proverbs, just to kind of start things out regarding that on a biblical note. Proverbs 21.16 says... The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. It's a pretty profound verse. Um, <clears throat> really reminds me a lot of today's day and age. The, the congregation of the dead. Uh, a great title for a sermon, I would imagine. Uh, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. And you look across at the landscape, just my only frame of reference in America, and, and that would be more the norm than anything else. You've got your 501c3 corporate churches, you know, essentially created through and by the government uh, that should have entered into agreement with the government to abide by IRS guidelines, and there's certain things that they should and shouldn't do, and you know, uh, that's just not a good scenario regarding a church. There's just no Bible for it. There's no Bible whatsoever for that particular scenario. And they are beholden to the government, and there's no there's no New Testament precedent for uh, the government creating a church. And if they can create it, then they can take it away as well. So the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. There's very little understanding in today's day and age, and and particularly in the church. The understanding, uh, their understanding has been darkened, essentially. The Bible then goes on to say, well, in Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So, in the first verse, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. So, somebody that is has no understanding, which is also implicated with wisdom and knowledge, they're going to remain in the congregation of the dead. Now, I'm not saying everybody that's in the 501c3 system is all unsaved, and they're all bad, and all the preachers aren't preaching truth, and in not to say that you couldn't go to a given church on a given Sunday and, and uh, hear a great teaching or sermon or or that type of thing, but overall is what I'm saying. The, the big picture, in general, the vast majority, that's not going to be the case. If it uh, if if it wasn't the case, then I think the church would be in a totally different position that it's in. It would be a beacon of true knowledge, light, wisdom, understanding, and uh, all of the biblical attributes. But we don't really see that. We don't see really the the church meaning, and I don't really mean the body of Christ, I mean more the, the churches and the denominations that would call themselves Christian. We really don't see them being a beacon of light. We don't see them resisting evil, exposing evil, fighting against evil. We just see it kind of going along with the flow. We don't see it stemming the tide of very much. I mean, all these alerts that I put out all the time, not only in the teachings, but via email. And if you want to get on the email list, just go up to contendingfortruth.com and just subscribe to the email list. All of these alerts, so much of the time, it may be one group that's fighting it, 
or this specific faction of, of Christians that might be fighting it. But I don't see a united front from the church. And again, a lot of the reason is, well, the churches are lukewarm. You know, they won't, they, they don't, and, they, and they don't want to become, you know, politically incorrect. They don't have a backbone so much of the time. I mean, they should be at the very spear tip of fighting evil, resisting evil. I mean, I just don't see it. It's become the norm. For the most part. Not always, but for the most part. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So we get back to the fear of the Lord in um, being integral with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, protection. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. There's another verse. And if the fear of the Lord is something that <clears throat> you don't feel like you possess or have or, or, or these types of things, you need to you can pray for that. Okay? Um, that's not very told very often, but that's what I did when I first discovered this. This was one of the first things the Lord showed me after I was saved regarding the fear of the Lord. Uh, the next verse, Proverbs 9.11 says, Meaning, the fear of the Lord is what is in reference to here. For by me, the fear of the Lord, thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Whereas the Bible says, the years of the wicked shall be short, and the wicked shall not live out half their day. There's all these verses in Proverbs in particular, talking about the life of the wicked shall be shortened. And you look at the lifespan of the average um, gay and lesbian, and it's incredibly short. I mean, I've given you the statistics before, but it is, uh, my word, I think it's the low 50s, the average lifespan. And it may be even worse than that. But at bare minimum, I mean, we're talking 25 years less than the the average person, typically at bare minimum. But by the fear of the Lord... Thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Job twenty-eight twenty-eight says, And unto man, he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So, that is actually wisdom. If you read Job 28, which I just did before I... Um, I, I just don't have time to go into the whole uh, study on that today. But if you read all of Job 28... <clears throat> it's very, very interesting regarding, talks a lot about wisdom and a lot of cross-comparisons there. Uh, but it, what it boils down to is they're asking, you know, what is wisdom or, or where is it found and, and these types of things. <clears throat> and it says, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. That's how it essentially ends this chapter. So somebody that's seeking wisdom would need to seek the fear of the Lord in order to obtain wisdom. Because if you think God is the big guy in the sky and the heavenly bellhop, that is not the fear of the Lord. That's the exact opposite. That's irreverence. You're not being, uh, you're not treating God, the Bible says, holy and reverend is he, which is the only time that word reverend is used in the Bible. Only one time. And yet, men go around putting on titles saying, I'm a reverend. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Bible says, for we are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do all doth fade together as doth a leaf, essentially. So, I mean, our best day, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, is a filthy rag in God's sight. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Take heed lest you fall, but be not puffed up or high-minded. Consider the pit from whence you are dug. (laughs) I would never take on that title. Reverend. And then, the, and then the, the title the priests take on. Father. And the Bible says, call no man father but your father in heaven. It says that in the New Testament. So that's also a totally unbiblical title. But hey, if you're a Catholic, you expect everything they do to be essentially unbiblical. Yet they like to put this nice veneer on it, like it is uh, uh, holy, but it's not. It's irreverence, the exact opposite. So... <clears throat> Then it says, to depart from evil is understanding. So that's another kind of profound verse. 
The next verse, Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Now, this has a lot of implications regarding the days and times we're moving into. Not to say that, you know, you couldn't be martyred for Christ. Okay, I'm not saying that that couldn't happen. But, if you're in abject sin and living in sin and and have no fear of God, that's not the way you want to, that's not the standing you want to have with God when the days are evil. The Bible also says, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man regarding the end times in the New Testament. Proverbs 22.4 says, By humility in the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So, again, a lot of blessings connected with humility and fear of the Lord. Now, humility and fear of the Lord are really, they go together. If you study this in the Bible, they go together. Because if you fear God, you're going to be humble before God. It's a, it's a natural byproduct. One produces the other, typically, if you're a Christian, essentially. Um, if, you, if you fear God, you're going to be humble before him. Um, the Bible says, to this man will I look, to him that you know trembleth at my word. And, and what does that imply? It implies, essentially, um, that you're humble. And fear of God, all in, those, all in the same context. I believe that's Isaiah 66. <clears throat> so, going further, uh, Proverbs 20.15, There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge... Or a precious jewel. So true knowledge in God's eyes is like a precious jewel. Just very hard to find true biblical knowledge many places these days. Proverbs 19.20 Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Proverbs 19.18 He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. So these people that go around and they're like, well, you know, I don't, I don't care about all this deception and all this stuff and, and it, it's, it's irrelevant. I'm, you know, uh, I'm a Christian and um, I'm not going to be salt and light. I'm not going to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and uh, have no fellowship with them. I'm not going to earnestly contend for the faith which which, which was once delivered unto the saints. Uh, I'm not going to worry about all the hirelings and um, wolves in sheep's clothing and ministers of uh, Satan that appears as ministers of righteousness. I'm not going to worry about, you know, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience sealed with a hot iron, even though it says that that's the way it's going to be in the end times. I'm not going to worry about evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I mean, I'm giving you all these different Bible verses. I'm not going to... Most of the time, that's the norm for people in the, quote, Christian church denominations. They don't think or worry... I'm not saying we worry, but we're we're aware of it. Uh, Why? Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11 That's why. Because he can get an advantage of you. If it were possible, regarding the end times, they shall deceive the very elect. They, meaning Satan's minions. Whether, you know, the the, um, people that he works through, the demons and devils that work through them, the fallen angels, Satan, they shall deceive the very elect. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So, just some interesting things to think about here. Uh, let's go forward here. So, he that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall shall find good. And again, you look at Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, and for this cause God shall send them. Then this is um, regarding. The end times. This is when the Antichrist is revealed. This is when the the church is has fallen away. Okay, the apostasy predicted there. 
Okay. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So receiving the love of the truth is a really, really big deal in God's eyes. And if you take pleasure in unrighteousness, that's a really big deal in his eyes too. I mean, it's, it's a matter of, I mean, in that particular context, it's a matter of these are the people that are going to go to hell that did this. So, again, it's, it's a very important issue we're, we're dealing with here. Uh, and it absolutely applies to anyone that would call themselves Christian. Or, I mean, obviously everyone in the world, but particularly those that would call themselves Christian. Let's get, go further here. So he that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Isaiah fifty nine fourteen. And now this is a kind of a judgment type of chapter from, from God. But this is when this nation collectively kind of turned its back on God. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice, justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Next verse, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Oh, no, no, that's but that contradicts the Bible, judge not lest ye be judged. That is hypocritical judgment. In the context of that verse, it's when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers. But beyond that, once you get the speck out, it says remove the beam from your own eye so that you can judge righteous judgment, which is what Jesus Christ said to do. He who is spiritual judgeth all things. These are all New Testament verses. It doesn't mean... You're going around hypocritically judging. Oh, I'm better than you because you know you do this and I don't, and I'm better. That's that's hypocritical judgment. I'm just talking about common sense, biblical judgment here, which is very incredibly important to God. Judging wickedness is biblical, and you see it over and over and over in the New Testament. And there were people that were specifically judged and called out in the New Testament. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Demas has forsaken me for this present day world. I mean, you could go on and on and on and on. So, for God, it's a big deal. And so, again, in Isaiah fifty-nine fourteen, and judgment is turned away backward, which you see a lot of that today. You see a lot of court case rulings that I've seen, particularly as of late, where somebody commits this horrific crime and they either get off innocent or um, there's some little slap on the wrist. And then you'll see people that have done things that are really minor by comparison. And they're, they're in jail for life. I see that a lot. I see that more and more in the court systems. The court systems are, are incredibly corrupt. Um, I've experienced that firsthand just seeing what my parents went through, losing their, their company and that they had when they were alive. And, I mean, I, I just... It boggled my mind how evil and corrupt and bought off the court systems are. And, and you have a lot of Freemasonic influence in the court systems. Now, I know you have that in a lot of other factions of government, but the Freemasons... Um, very, very high percentage of Freemasons regarding the judges in particular in, in lawyers and attorneys and things of this nature. And that's almost a, a cult unto itself. It, I could do a whole study on that, just one subject alone. <clears throat> so, a sign that God is displeased with a nation and a sign that his judgment is on that nation is when we find judgment is turned away backward. It's all backwards. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. That put light for darkness and darkness for light. That put sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. It's everything's backwards. Is the way it's it's becoming, and we're going to be looking at a lot of that today. How everything's become backwards regarding judgment, true judgment, just judgment. And then it says, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. There's no real justice, or it's becoming less and less prevalent. I mean, there was a lady up here in, in, in our, near the hometown where I'm at up here. 
in uh, North Carolina. And I mean, Zahara, Zahara Baker, I think. It made national news. This lady, she marries this guy from Australia. Or she was, um, she was an American, I believe. She marries this guy, she goes down to Australia, she marries this guy. I mean, this lady, she was so evil. You know, mega tattoos and, and was into all this really deathy stuff. Was real open about it. Real evil, sexual, dark, goth stuff. Just a vile, vile individual. I mean, she would make no bones about her being just vile. She marries this guy. They come back to America. And this is just an example I'm giving you of of how justice has turned backwards. She comes back to America. And they're living up here in this area. I guess which is, I don't know, an area where she was from. And she's at home with with his daughter for, I think, pretty much all the day or whatever. And her daughter, who has battled cancer, has, like, half her left leg missing and a hearing aid because she lost her hearing probably from all the radiation that they did on the cancer. And she does all this mental and physical abuse of the girl that goes on, and and this goes on for a long time. And, you know, I I look at this guy that's her, her real dad, and I think, well, I'm spineless. How spineless you you would you mean to let this woman do this to your little girl who's crippled and I mean just horrific abuse. She's a sweet little girl. I even see they even had interviews with her up on the internet, you know. And I mean, it's so cute. She's got that little Australian accent and stuff. Ugh, just horrific. And um ends up essentially one night. In some rage, I believe she invited two of her slime bucket friends over, and they brutally raped this girl, this Sahara Baker, and um, it's just horrific. Brutally rape her, and then afterward, to cover up the crime, they chop her, they chop her up, kill her, and chop her up in the bathtub, and then take her body and spread it all over the the um, the area around where you know, like we live up here, in order to cover the crime up. And they find, you know, they try to cover it up, but she's such a moron, you know, they don't even really do a great job of of that. She's so evil. And, you know, they find her prosthetic leg and and parts of her decomposed body, and, you know, it turns into this gigantic court thing. And she ends up getting this little slap on the wrist for second-degree murder. I think she got, like, 15 years or something. And she would probably get out, I, I don't know it, it, when she'd be eligible for parole, but most of the time, with good behavior, you'll in America, you get out in half that time. And I'm thinking, this woman has this pattern, where she's done this all this year, she premeditatedly invites these guys over, and, and they do this, and then they chop her up, and you're telling me that's not premeditated? No, it's second degree murder. Oh, like the little crippled girl... Um, who's basically helpless compared to this witch. And she was a witch. She was involved in witchcraft. It was very obvious. Self-centered witch. Do all these things to her. And it's second degree murder. And she gets this little slap on the wrist. That's not justice. That is not justice. That, that's just one of the many, many cases in the court systems. that are Everything's backward. Judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. Uh, that's, that's where we live in America. And it's only getting worse every day. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity, being treated equitable, meaning equity, fairness. Equity cannot enter. That's what we're seeing more and more and more. And the Bible predicts this is the way it's going to be in this particular time frame. Or when a society degenerates into what it is, like in America. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. So the person that actually departs from evil, and now is going to become, is going to become the target. So just understand, that's just the way it is. I have people email me all the time, you know, I... 
you know, I, I started listening to your teachings or, or I started researching this information. I started realizing what was going on. I started questioning either my pastor or presenting these facts to my family. And now they've all disowned me or I've basically been driven out of my church. I'm like, you know, that's just what you should expect. That is what you should expect. I've probably gotten hundreds of emails like that over the years. And I'm like, hey, that's, that's what happened to me too. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. That was when my ministry pretty much started, was when I finally came out of the 501c3 church. That was why I started doing what I was doing, because I saw there was a tremendous need there, and I saw that, for the most part, people in the church were totally blinded to that fact. And for me, in my personal instance... Even though I knew about the 501c3 church, it took me a long time to break free from that system just because I really believe if you're there, you're going to have a tendency to want to stay there. You're going to have a tendency toward complacency to say, yeah, but I don't really want to break free and I, and I want to... And I'm not saying that, you know, leave your church today or whatever, but in my particular case... That's what happened. And it took me a long time, but it was funny because my ministry really didn't start until I did finally leave. And it wasn't like, you know, I just left instantaneously. I probably took a whole lot longer to go than I should have taken. So I'm not holding anyone else to a higher accountability than I would hold myself. Uh, and it is, it's, it's hard, um, to do that initially, but I will have to say that it, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me uh, once I finally did go, because it's almost like you break free from this fog that tends to enter in when you're in, let's say, among the congregation of the dead, because most people in the churches today are among the congregation of the dead. They have wandered out of the way of understanding, for the most part. If, if that wasn't so, why is, the, why is the church in the shape that waits in? I mean, the church right now, let's just say those denominations that call themselves Christian, are totally poised to be assimilated into the one world religion. Most likely, the first step will be assimilating themselves underneath the banner of the Catholic Church. There's all kind of overtures in... in, in virtually all the Christian denominations to acknowledge the Catholic Church as the one true church. It's happening more and more and more. There's so many ministers out there that are not so subtly pointing in that direction. I just went into this last week on the expose I did. I mean, it's becoming more and more flagrant. The denominations... Christian-wise, which also there's no Bible for denominations. Show me that in the Bible. I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. That's what the Bible says guard against. I am of this person. I am of that person. I am of this ministry. I am of that ministry. That's why I say I'm not trying to build a ministry where people follow me. Don't follow me. I'm a man. I can fail you. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. You follow his word in the English-speaking language, the King James Bible. I mean, the thing is, is if I were taken off the air or whatever, and you've put your faith or trust in a man, then when you don't have access to that anymore, you know, it's a bad situation. But if you build your house on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, when the winds come and the waves come, you're going to do just fine, because your, your house is founded upon a rock. So it's very important to have that concept as well. I just see the church being really on the precipice right now of being assimilated, like the Borg on Star Trek. They're going to be assimilated, and as all religions most likely are, underneath the banner of Catholicism. But it's not going to be Catholicism when it's all said and done. It's going to be the one world religion of Antichrist. It's going to be you know, that religious system with which with witchcraft as its main backbone. Witchcraft will be the basis for the coming one world religious system. And the denominations are all moving toward that. I mean, I've done enough reports over the years 
where hopefully you can see that. You have the emerging church, too, the contemplative movement, just the, the general church becoming more and more lukewarm by the day. That's what's happening. That's where it's all heading. So if you're, if you're in whatever artery of the modern-day denominational system, that ultimately will be assimilated underneath the uh, in, in, into the one world religion. When is the right time to get off that train? Because they're all going to go that way. There's going to be remnant Christians that wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, according to Second Corinthians six fourteen. Well, actually, six seventeen, I believe. That whole chapter six fourteen to six eight uh, six fourteen to sixteen eighteen is a really good expose on that. For what communion hath Christ with Belial? Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers? These types of things. So that's where the church is heading, denominationally. I would have to predict every single denomination, which are all basically 501c3 based corporations, which have their own little pet doctrines that they adhere to, will all eventually end up being assimilated underneath. And you're going to have remnant Christians that have come out of them, pockets of people that are, are, are going to get out of that system before that system becomes assimilated. That's just the way it is. So you can either get off now or you can get off later, but eventually uh, that's going to happen. Now you do what the Lord Jesus Christ tells you to do, okay? but I'm just telling you how it's all going to end up in the long run. Guaranteed. There's not going to be one denomination that says, no, we won't do it. I doubt that. I doubt that. I think they're all going to eventually end up Becoming assimilated. Maybe maybe you'll have some holdouts. I don't know. But if they're already 501c3, they're already halfway there. <laughs> because again, one world, a one world religion implies a corporate, one world, globally approved church. Antichrist approved church. It's going to have to be sanctioned from the global government at that point. Not just from state or federal government. It will have to be have the global government Antichrist seal of approval. Like the good housekeeping seal of approval. This will be the Antichrist seal of approval. The 666 seal of approval, essentially. That's where it's all going to end up. And the Bible clearly predicts it's going to be that way. Wherefore, come out from among them and be not partakers of her plagues. Is essentially that verse in Revelation that would apply to this as well. So, going further. <clears throat> so, the truth, yea, the truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. That's the norm. Becoming more and more the norm every day. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. True righteous judgment is just something the Lord loves. But it displeases him when it's not there. Proverbs 21.3 says, And to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. To do justice and judgment. But see, that's... Judgment's demonized in the modern day Christian church. It's demonized. Because it's all taken out of context. All by design. Most of the time, if judgment begins at the house of the Lord, and if that were... And again, that's coming. But if that dynamic were to take place in the church, almost all the pastors would have to step down. They're 501c3 commission, state-sponsored pastors. They get their state ordination. That gives them their right to be a state preacher in their 501c3 corporation. And just key in 501c3 in the search box at contendingfortruth.com if you 
doubt any of this. I've done whole exposés on this subject. Many. 501c3. Just key that in. Continuefortruth.com. Search box. By the power invested in me by the state of Florida, or by the state of North Carolina, or by the state of Georgia, I now pronounce thee man and wife. By the power invested in me by the state of the state of Florida, North Carolina. What does that mean? That's where he gets his power from. Those, I'm telling you, those churches, that system is going to be assimilated. It's just a matter of time. And again, where's the Bible for that? Going to the state to, to, to get your state-run ordination and, and so I can be a preacher and then I get my 501c3 corporate church going? Where's the Bible for it? I don't see any. We'll obey the law of the land. <sighs> obey the higher powers. And again, I've done a whole study on Romans 13. How that's totally taken out of context. And just because the law of the land, supposedly, and it's not against the law to do this. There's many preachers that aren't in that system. Okay, They've just done their homework. They've gotten convicted, done their homework, and they've, they've come out of that system. Many preachers. Unregisteredbaptistfellowship.com, I believe, uh, with Dr. Greg Dixon and Barbara Cate, the attorney. As far as coming out of that system, I would have to say that's about the best as far as really, really coming out and really, really doing it the right way. I would have to say they're, at the, I think, about the top of the heap regarding uh, making that transition, which is not easy to do. I mean, once you get locked into the devil's system, they're not going to be really happy with you just trying to come out of it. And a lot of people say, yeah, but I'd lose my church and I'd lose... Well, whatever. I'd rather obey God than, than man. You know. I'd be labeled, I'd this... Whatever. Isn't it more important to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word than it is to stay in something like that? I don't know. I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious to me. But again, if you're in that system, it's not going to be obvious. It's going to be foggy, it's going to be gray, it's not going to be, it's going to seem like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, but I know I've kind of been there, I've been there. I wasn't a preacher or a pastor. I was a teacher. Taught adult Sunday school, that type of stuff. Awana. Sang in the choir, the whole nine yards. But, um, Once you do break free, it's 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 it was the best one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And um, let's go further here. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them, because they refuse to do judgment. See, they won't do righteous judgment. The wicked, their judgment or their type of judgment is twisted. It's not led of God. There is, a, there is a judgment that's led of God and there's a judgment that's not led of God. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them. They tend, the wicked tend to rob and steal. And, and evidently a big reason they do that is because they refuse to do judgment. So again, I'm kind of, what I'm doing here is kind of sticking up for judgment. Righteous judgment. Because judgment gets demonized in the church. You know, I, I some guy was reading on Christian radio the other day. Some guy was reading this letter from this lady, and she was what she was saying was true. And then, you know, he he keep interjecting. Oh man, what a lot of judgment there! A lot of judgment. If it's righteous judgment, it's a good thing. But by the church's standards, the denominational five hundred one c three state ordained type of standards, it's judgments for the most part. It's demonized. The soul of the wicked desireth evil. See, these people desire evil. That's what you don't, that's what's hard to understand about today's modern day politicians and 
Hollywood and people that shape governmental and foreign policy in, in so much of the people in upper echelons of our society. They desire evil. That's what they want. And then it goes on to say, his neighbor findeth no favor in his eyes. Proverbs 21.12, the righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked. So it's not unwise for a righteous man to consider the house of the wicked, not to desire it or to covet it, but to consider it. But God overthroweth the wickedness for their wickedness. Their day's coming. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. I mean, I honestly, that righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked. That's what we do pretty much on a weekly basis here. To a certain extent, not totally, but we are considering a lot of wickedness. Proverbs 21.15 It is joy to the just to do judgment. It's joy to the just to do judgment. Righteous judgment, obviously. But destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. So it should be our joy. Proverbs 21.21 He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life. Righteousness and honor. So these are all good things. And the last verse, which I've said many times, Proverbs 22.3 A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. A lot of people are, 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 have maybe had the chance to foresee the evil, to see what's coming, to prepare body, soul, and spirit, get their families prepared for what's coming. But they just pass on. They just, oh, I'm not going to do anything about it. And they're punished, it says. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. So, those are the verses that I went over for today here. Sorry about that. I'm taking that the vast off my computer. (laughs) I cannot stand that. Anyway, let's go further here. Uh, And just so you know, when I install this Avast on here, um, it didn't find anything on my computer. So, the the, uh, antivirus that I had on before, it hadn't done a bad job. Um, I just, we, we were getting, uh, and I think the problem's been resolved on the website, on the contendingfortruth.com website. I think it's been resolved, the problems that we were having, um, where people were like clicking on certain web links and it was redirecting them to another site, that type of thing. Uh, it was like this entertainment site. Um, I'm pretty sure that's been resolved, at least at this point. Not to say it couldn't pop up again, but I would imagine that we would be targeted because of the type of information that we're putting out. So, let's go ahead and get into the study here. Uh, Mountain, this first one is entitled, Mountain Garden Exercise Takes School Children to Sports Stadiums. The Mountain Garden Guardian is a terrorism-based, full-scale emergency exercise scheduled to take place in numerous locations in Denver metro area on Friday, September 23rd, 2011. This has already passed. This did happen. This is all... There's all the stuff going on in Denver right now. All these... Obama's going to be there, I believe... I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday or both those days. There's going to be all these political bigwigs there. A lot of stuff going on in Denver in the next few days. And then there's all the stuff about Elenin. And I put out an email on it. Regarding Elenin, there's just so much conflicting information that it's very hard for me to be dogmatic about anything regarding that subject. There's just so much conflicting information. So I want to put the information out there so people are made aware. And I did that via email newsletter. But as far as doing a study... Very, very hard, because just way too, I mean, like, this article, this isn't, this isn't something that we can't totally verify. With Ellen in, a lot of the information is very nebulous. 
which is kind of no pun intended, get it in nebulous space. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh, but it's uh, just a lot tougher to do a study on that. So anyway, so again, sometimes I'll put things out via email, via newsletter, uh, that I won't cover in a normal teaching because I just want to get the information out there, make you aware of it, you pray about it, if you so feel led, and at least you have the information. But I can't cover everything in the teachings because I literally probably have to do a teaching about every day. There's so much breaking current events regarding the days and times we're moving into. <clears throat> regarding going back to this article, more than 100 different agencies from a number of different jurisdictions will take part in Operation Mountain Garden. And there's links to all these verifying what I'm saying. Six other locations, including Denver International Airport and Sports Authority Field at six at Mile High Stadium, which is their main stadium where the Denver Broncos play, they will serve as secondary locations. <clears throat> Hundred different agencies, and you're seeing this more and more and more. All various jurisdictions of the government are now having uh, drills and exercises where they come together and work as one as one unit. And this is what you're going to see more and more and more as the one world government continues to develop. Um, you're going to have to see this multi-jurisdictional melding together. An Infowars.com reporter reported today outside of Denver's Mile High Stadium. And again, we're gleaning here from Alex Jones's website. They reported outside of Denver Mile High Stadium that the facility would be used for processing activities. What are they going to process sausage? I mean, processing activities. Uh, according to a handout. The handout is a news advisory. There's a link to the handout here. Distributed to the press by the authorities in Colorado. It states that a terrorist-driven catastrophic situation will include the, quote, processing of students. Catholic Charities and Sports Authority Field at Mile High will participate in an administrative fashion to set to test student-teacher processing activities. That, doesn't that sound creepy? You got the Catholics, you got the, the, the NFL, essentially, Mile High Stadium, and they're going to be processing students. They're going to be testing student-teacher processing activities. In terms of the drill or even real events, the goal is to get everyone here to reunify with their parents. Yeah, right. I don't believe that. That was said by Scott Snow, Director of Victims Assistance Unit in Denver Police, told Infowars.com. So in other words, if there's some cataclysmic event, we've got to get all the children and herd them into these stadiums. And But their real goal is to get everybody united with their parents. And yeah, I wonder at what cost. I wonder if you go into these stadiums, if they're going to say, well, are you, are you fully vaccinated? Now, if this was in, in a uh, bioterrorism event, which vaccinations would become, let's say, mandatory, there wouldn't be any way to get out of them, supposedly, this would be a place that you would get processed and make, making sure that your, all your vaccination records are up to date, most likely or get the newest, most fun vaccine they come out, and the one that's really, really got the tainted DNA in there, you know. Because that's all I keep seeing more and more and more about these vaccines. This Gardasil, all of the tainted DNA. Hmm, imagine that. It always seems to pull back to the DNA. It did in Genesis 6, and it is now again. What do you mean? Well... The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wives off that they chose and bore them giants. The Nephilim. The fallen ones. The human fallen angelic hybrids. Done all kinds of studies on this. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Satan knew that if he could corrupt the DNA of mankind enough that they could not be saved. They wouldn't be fully human anymore. And Jesus Christ didn't come back to pay the price for a whole bunch of Nephilim. I'm not saying, somebody said to me the other day, they emailed me, they're like, well, you say, you say all the seed had been corrupted. I never said all the seed had been totally corrupted, but it did say Noah was pure in his generations. In other words, his DNA 
And I do believe the DNA of his sons had not been corrupted. I don't know about all their wives. I don't know. I mean, it didn't turn out that great for Ham. I mean, you look at what Ham did. I'm not sure about that. But nevertheless, God had to wipe out the whole earth and essentially start over. Now, whether every single person on planet earth was corrupt, their DNA had been corrupted at that point, you know, obviously I cannot be, you know, emphatic about that. But the Bible did say that man's imaginations were, uh, were only wickedness, essentially, all the time. And it repented God that he'd, he'd even made man. So, whether all the mankind had been corrupted, or whether it was just demonic corruption at that point as well, there's different ways to corrupt somebody. But I'm talking from a DNA standpoint. It was a huge deal. And it's funny, over and over and over again, we can document over on all these studies we do on a weekly basis, is it always seems like they're trying to corrupt their DNA. Primarily, the greatest way they're doing this is through vaccinations. That is the main thing they're keen on now with this new movie, Contagion, that's come out. You know, and I don't even know fully how that all plays out, the, the total ending of the plot there, but I know it always ends up boiling back to get your vaccinations. Now they're forced, they're, they're in California, and I just put out this alert the other day, they are literally just enacted a whatever law where they can vaccinate your child without parental consent. They can do it behind your back, and your, your parents don't need to know about this. I mean, if that is not incredibly twisted, sick, if that is not a lack of judgment and justice and equity, as we were just talking about, I don't know what is. You can do things now behind your parents' back, and so the state has more rights over your child than you do. The state can collude with your child, and they can get vaccinated, and then they can turn up with all these horrific Side effects, and who knows what it's doing to them on a spiritual level. Corrupting the seed of mankind with foreign DNA, and who knows what kind of DNA is really in there. Think about that. Think about the fact that they can actually put micro, uh, injectable microchips in at the end stage of quality control, in the tip, and, and the microchips are getting smaller and smaller. Hitachi's got microchip dust. They can literally inject into you injectable nanorobots. I've reported on this bell back from 06. You have no idea what they may be injecting into you. Just, I mean, even if you read the ingredient list label, it's, it's a horrific hodgepodge of witch's brew chemicals. Fun stuff like formaldehyde, which is what they embalm people with, and aluminum, which causes Alzheimer and all kind of horrific things in your body. All this foreign tainted DNA. They, they culture a ton of the uh, uh, vaccines off aborted babies, and I'm not lying about that. I think there's now, that's up to like 18. Why would they culture a vaccine off an aborted baby and then inject it into you? I'm sure, I'm sure Satan has no agenda there. No. No, I'm sure that, that wouldn't bring any kind of curse on a person at all. That, that, would, that would bring God's blessing, right? Well, just think about it in those terms. It, it, it can only bring evil. Satan is focusing in on the vaccination issue as one of the primary ways to corrupt the seed of mankind. Just because, in Noah's day, it was just way more flagrant, out in the open. And it'll get to that point probably here in America, or in the earth, as, as things get more and more wicked, then they can kind of, you know, take off all this veneer, and then it'll be more, much more out in the open. But up, leading up to that point, it'll be more subtle, and there's a lot of different ways they're trying to corrupt their DNA, but that's one of the primary ways. But anyway, I, I just really see this herding people into these stadiums um, as a as a way that they can, you know, have their va uh, mass vaccination centers and processing. This is the processing that they're talking about, and or eventually getting to the point where they'll use these centers for, you know, mark of the beast implantation. And if you don't want to take it, well, hey, look down on the field, all those people getting beheaded. They're the ones that refuse the mark of the beast. You want that? That's what they're going to say. They're going to probably make open spectacles. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen next week, because that's well into the tribulation period. But eventually, that's what they're going to have. And they're going to use places like this in order to do that. And they can 
hurt everybody in there, have them in one place, there's no escape. So, you know, there's no taking the mark of the beast and going to heaven. Either. You know, you want to go to hell, you want to ensure your way to hell, and the lake of fire eventually, take the mark of the beast. Nobody, I mean, nobody in the right mind would want to do that, but through fear, through intimidation, through brainwashing, through many different satanic methods, people are going to line up by the millions in order to, in, to take this mark of the beast in their right hand or in their forehead. I really view this thing as, as a precursor. They're really getting us... They're trying to get society acclimated to all this big brother garbage that they're implementing right now. This through incrementalism. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. Not to scare you, because I would, I would prefer you dwell on the scriptures, like a lot of the scriptures we just went over, about fear of the Lord and, and, and um, these types of things, and uh, a lot of the verses we just went over, and a lot of the verses I've went over in times past, those are the verses you want to dwell on regarding God's protection. You know, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Thousands shall fall at thy right hand, and ten thousand on thy, thy uh, left side... These types of verses are the ones you want to really dwell on. You know, Psalm 64, praying that as, as protection. Psalm 91. So, not so that, you know, we want to build your faith up, not tear it down. But we also want to be not ignorant of Satan's devices, and this is what we're talking about today here. And you're just not going to most likely, if you're going by the newspaper or if you're going up to CNN... You're not going to get the truth. You're going to get the watered-down uh, secular media version of the truth they want to feed you. And it's some truth mingled with lies. It's leavened. So, going further, supposedly the goal here is to get everybody here to reunify with their parents. And again, my question would be, yeah, at what price? Darren McBreen talked with the Denver firefighter on a security detail who admitted that she was playing the role of a mother who was at the stadium to pick up fictitious children. She had been, she had a printout of fifth or sixth grade kids, according to McBean. The woman said she was instructed not to talk with the media and her comments were off the record. Yeah, there was a, anybody participating in this drill, they tried to interview one of them. And, I mean, she was like, oh yeah, no cameras, I can't really say anything, this and that. Why the secrecy? You know, you're doing this right out in the open. I mean, it's in a stadium. Why Why all the secrecy? Well, because their deeds were evil. That's why the Bible says that. Because their deeds were evil. It was done in darkness. Satan loves darkness. It's like it's right out in the open, but it's also done in darkness and in this shroud of secrecy. An employee confirmed that the south entrance and the tunnel of the stadium would be used to bust children in for processing. Boy, I, I just really don't like how that sounds. And what they'll do is they're going to get your, their, your children separated from you and use it as a blackmailing tool. Oh, you don't want to do this? You don't want your child to be forced vaccinated? Or to be microchipped? Or whatever? Or to have all these biometric identifiers or for us to take their DNA? Or for, for them to go through, uh, I don't know. Who knows? They'll probably have to go through all kind of TSA scanners in order to even get into the stadium. Our, T, our, our TSA DNA ripping apart body scanners? Or maybe you'll opt for the TSA uh, sexual molestation grope down uh, option from our pedophile TSA agents. I'm not saying they're all pedophiles, but a lot of them are. Who would want to do that job? Who in their right mind would want to do that job? Oh yeah, there's going to be, they're going to use this as a tremendous blackmailing tool on the parents. And the parents are going to be like, they're gonna, uh, you're going to have millions of them that might have been on the fence capitulating and agreeing to do whatever Big Brother says to do in order to get their children back. 
Buses were spotted at the location with digital destination banners reading special, according to Aaron Dykes. As documented in the film Camp Thema, the supposed disaster response agency has the authority to round up people and relocate them to designated facilities, including sports stadiums under a number of executive orders. See, all this stuff is can be implemented via executive orders. They can do anything they want, supposedly, via executive orders. Take you, your family, take all your possessions, take use you for forced labor, do whatever they want. Federal exercises have specifically targeted children on a number of occasions. Where they're going to hit you where you're weakest. That's what, that's what Satan does. He's going to hit you where you're weakest. If he has that opportunity... So again, this is something where less Satan get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, if if there's a lot of stuff on the cusp of happening and you're, you know, you're on this oh my word, this is going to happen, I'd really think twice about sending your kids off to school, particularly public school on maybe a given day or whatever. Just something to think about for the future could save you a ton of agony just to, you know, have this in the back of your mind. What I'm going over today, because you may not have been aware of this and may think, well, I can always go to the school and pick up my kids. Not if they've already bussed them to the local sports stadium for processing. Oh, it seems you don't, you've never had your vaccinations and you haven't had this most current one at all. Hmm, are your parents bad? We need to investigate them. Because, you know, nobody in their right mind would want other people to be put at risk because you're not vaccinated. So your parents may must be really bad people. In fact, we need to do a psychological profile on them. We need to, we need to, they might need um, special therapy. They might need a visit from you know, I'm telling you, this is how it's going to go down. It's going to get this bad. I'm not saying it's this bad quite yet, but I'm telling you, this is where it's all going to lead. Because this is all satanically inspired. And is there anything evil that Satan wouldn't ultimately bring you to, or try to do to you? Well, he, he'd do this, but he wouldn't do that. There is no... Um, amount of evil that Satan, if he had his way with all humans, wouldn't do. If he had his way. Federal exercises um, have specifically targeted children on a number of occasions, most infamously in Muskegon, Michigan. In 2004, Michigan County concocted a scenario in which public school children were threatened by a fictitious radical group. That believed everyone should be homeschooled. Oh, yeah, that's the true threat. The people that believe in homeschooling. They're the ones that are threatening our way of life in America. To take it over. It's going to happen any second. I mean, those homeschoolers, you know, you got to watch them. They're shifty. You know, that's, that's what they want to... Over and over, as of late, the governments see something, say something, big brother, big sister, Jana Napolitano program. They've even got coffee cup... Um, the, the little sleeves you put your coffee in now, and it says, if you see something, say something with an eye on the coffee thing via Homeland Security. They've got those now. I just ordered a gross. I'm going to keep them on all my coffee cups. It makes me feel all tingly inside and special because I'm a good little Nazi. Yeah, they got these coffee cup holders now. See something, say something. Go into Walmart. I don't go in there, but you go in there and evidently they got teleprompter screens with John, uh, wonderful uh, lesbian-looking uh, butch Janet Napolitano in there telling you, you know, you see something. You, you turn into a good little Nazi snitch. You turn in your neighbor if he's doing anything suspicious. If he's having a Bible study at his house. They just shut down one in California. Bible study in their house. Oh, no, no, that's illegal. No. See, they want to be able to control all religion. They want you to be part of the 501c3 corporate system. 
for you to be a good little Nazi, toe the line, you be you go through all the governmental channels if you want to have any kind of church. Now I'm sure that'll only be really applied to Christianity. It's happening. Um, the exercise was funded by Homeland Security Grants. This was the one in Muskegon, Michigan, which is where they have all the, the Muslims moving in by the droves. It should have been a, a uh, an exercise that regarding that, <laughs> regarding the Muslims. But no, no, no. It, it was about all the people that believed that they should be homeschooled. They were the real problem. So anyway, that's, that's that particular report. Uh... I think I'm going to have to end part one here, and we're going to go to part two next, because I don't want to go over time on this particular part for people that burn these to CDs. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.